It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello. The football show here on Belfast Live. And this week, I am surrounded by not one, but two Glentorn legends. Our resident pundit, of course, Paul Lehman, and our special guest this week, the evergreen, eternal, Glentorn goalkeeper, Elliot Morris. Elliot, you're very welcome. Thank you very you much. You two guys must have shared a lot of success over the years. Yeah, um, yeah. one or two things. Yeah, yeah. I think the the sort of early and in the mid to late two thousands were, were really good times and league championships, Irish <coughs> cups, and playing some really good teams. And uh, you know, I have to say it because he said here, but Ali was the top keeper in that team. You said that through <laughs> gritted teeth there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the appearances. Colin Nixon is first, of course, with a staggering seven hundred and ninety four. I think he's second with six six eight. And you're third yeah. with five nine seven. When you passed him, was that a bit of a landmark? <laughs> yeah. Did he um, take it well? They, <laughs> we had a bit of we had a bit of uh, banter about it. Um, say, I sent him a text message saying that I just passed your top. Are you just passed you on the appearances? And he said he sent me back a message saying how many medals have you got? So <laughs> <laughs> he took it well. Yeah, he did. He did. Hold it, my hands up. It, it shut me up. It shut me up pretty quick, to be fair. But, no, but, listen, what, yeah. but what is it about Glenn Torren? Because a lot of players seem to stay a long time. Yeah, well, obviously you mentioned Colin Nixon there, and, and obviously Elliot and myself have played together for probably you know 10 years, the three of us together. Colin played a long time. Elliot's been there 15 years now, and... You know, every now and again you'll get that. You know, Limfield had it with people like Noel Bailey and William Murphy, and um, but I think it's a it's a damn breed now, Jackie. Yes. You know, players with that sort of loyalty and commitment and the one team is is, is probably a it's thing. It's now follow the money. Yeah, I think so. And so players like Elliot and and Colin and a couple of those Limfield guys that I mentioned there, you know, you got to take your hat off to them because not only were they they successful, but the amount of appearances that they've racked up, you know, just shows outstanding you know commitment to that team and and obviously good form over a number of years you know you're, you're not going to be in the team if you're not playing well so to play for a team at that level for so many years you know you've got to take your credit off the players like that absolutely you're 36 now yeah you look younger <laughs> cheers <laughs> <laughs> i meant it no uh but your contract's not at the end of the season yeah. surely you'll get another one you'll want um, another one yeah well say uh i feel good um i feel as i'm playing probably Say playing the best I've ever played, but say, I, I'm up there. I'm up there with with probably my best form. Um, I'm fit. <coughs> say, a couple of years ago, if you asked me um, how was it looking for the future, I'd have said probably a bit bleak because of had quite bad problems with my back. I wasn't playing well, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was more of a bit of a um, to be in the team at that stage. I was probably slightly embarrassed, but say I've got myself back on track and I had a good. Um, after that period of time, I, have, I got myself a good pre-season um, under my belt. I got myself back fit, and say I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I have no injuries in the past two years, and I'm just looking forward and say 
like a big Roy still playing, Brian Jensen Mr. still Carl, playing. Yeah. There's no reason why I can't go on to that sort of age bracket. Um, Not at all. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to obviously trying to win things now. Um, I would like to get a couple more medals <laughs> <laughs> under the belt. Just um, a wee bit. Yeah, just, just to send out another couple of text messages. <laughs> no, I would like to get a couple more medals, um, obviously with Glenn Torn, um, and just yeah, just get some sort of success back and some sort of pos- positivity back with, with the club. And yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy and looking forward. They should uh, have golden handcuff contract for this fella here. I think so, Jackie. Um, I I think Elliot is playing the best football of his career, and if not for him, uh, not just this season, but in seasons, previous seasons gone by, it's, it's sort of fear for Glenthorne if he wasn't in their goals. His contract's coming up. People always talk about you know there's no money left at the table, but whatever money Glenthorne have, they should be doing everything they can to, to secure Elliot. For me, he's still the best goalkeeper in the Irish league, and he's at a good age still for a goalkeeper. He mentioned Brian Jensen and. And Roy Carroll there, he's, he's still got a few years even to get to where they are. But you know, playing some great stuff for Glen Torn and a great ambassador for the club, and I hope he he can finish his career off career off the right way. Well, we've done the best we can <laughs> to get you a new contract. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look back to last weekend and uh, Linfield two, Coleraine one, first defeat for the league leaders. Yeah, it was a big game. We mentioned it last week's show, Jackie. It was a massive game for. For both clubs, maybe more so for Linfield because they've been on a poor run of form, mm. and they've bounced back and got a really massive three points against the the league leaders. And the game itself, by all accounts, Linfield were the better team in the first half, and in the second half, Coleraine came and threw everything at them. But the, they managed to hang on for for all three points, and that's a massive boost for Linfield, and it sort of opens the league up a little bit again. Yeah, I was there, and Coleraine just didn't turn up for the first half. And Owen Kearney admitted that he says you can't win games by playing one half. Yeah, he did. He did say that, and he was pleased with their second half performance. But you know, they were they they fallen behind in the game, and it's always difficult to come back against Linfield. And you know, they'll be really pleased. David Healy will be really pleased with those three points. <coughs> but uh, Coleraine, they bounced back on Tuesday night, beating uh, Ards, was it four one? Yeah. And uh, the gap's now back to five points, so they're still up there. It is, and, and you know they're still so formidable, Jackie. They've only lost one game, and, and their record is fantastic. And they've bounced back in the right way on Tuesday night with a 4-1 win against Ards. They've now got another massive game this Saturday against Crusaders. It's another big, big test for them. Valna mm. Mallard, nil, Glenavon, three. Gary Hamilton's men are firing. You yeah. like them? Yeah, yeah they, they, they look good. We played them, obviously, uh, last Tuesday. <coughs> And going forward, um, they're second to none in the league. Like they're absolutely flying going forward. Just have a sort of sneaky feeling at the back. Um, I think it's been sort of touched on now and again. Um, yeah. They tend to see one or two goals, um, but say going forward, they're they're very very good. Like yeah, they're the top scorers in the Premiership, so that tells you something. But they do give you chances. Uh, they could be a dark horse even at this early stage. They're coming in under the radar, they, aren't they? They are, and, and no one's really mentioned them, and, but their form has been terrific. And as Elliot said, the, their attacking lineup is, 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 is so good. They've got goals from, from all over the place, but they would have the tendency to give a few away. But scoring goals for fun, and that was a, a good win for them. It's, it's, it's a game we expected them to win last week against Balna Mallard. You know, they've conceded 14 in their last three games. Yeah. They're really on a, a low point again, and, and Gavin Dykes is now questioning the fight of the players again. 
So difficult time for Ballinamalar, but another good win for Yeah, he was very angry. Uh, apparently, he has threatened to clear out in January. Yeah, you have to feel for him. You do because you know there was a run of games there uh, recently that they were competing in games. They were only losing by the odd goal, but as I say, fourteen goals conceded in the last three and none scored. It's 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 really difficult for him, and you, you fear the worst for for Ballinamalar. Last Saturday, Crusaders seven, Carrick <laughs> one. And then on Tuesday night, uh, Crusaders won uh, 4-0 down at Dungannon. So yeah. they are really finding their feet, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're back to back to normal, aren't they? They had a wee sort of a couple of blips there during the season and um, they look like they're, they're flying again. Yeah. Uh, big game at the weekend here, so that'll be another test for them to see whether if they can push up the league, get closer to Coleraine. Um, but say they look good, they look mm. very good. I have to mention Gavin White. He yeah. got a hat trick on Saturday, two more on Tuesday night, five and two games. He's in great form. He is. I think it's nine goals in his last five games in all competitions, Jackie. So, you know, he's he's high in confidence. He's even taken the penalties for the team. You know, he's still a young player, but his form has been tremendous for for uh, Crusaders. And you know, when you've got him and Paul Heatley, who's one of the best players in the league, Jordan most Jones, exciting player in the league. Yeah, I think. they've got some really exciting players. They've got a lot of pace in their team. And they're starting to hit form, you know, at a, at a good time for Crusaders. But a massive game again this Saturday for them at, at Coleraine. And they'll need all those guys, those top players on form to be Coleraine. I'll not be surprised if the cross-channel clubs uh, renew their interest in Gavin White because he's got the pace, he's got a lot of qualities that could take him across the water. I'm actually I'm surprised he, he didn't uh, get a move in the summer. That's how, that's yeah. how good he was he last year. But, say... Um, <coughs> He's, he's flying for him now, he's scoring loads of goals and if, if no one comes in for, for Gavin White again, I'll be very, very surprised. I think Crusaders will want to keep him, you know, selfishly Stephen will want to keep him, but, you know, there's no doubt he, he, he's got massive potential and, and you know, he, he probably deserves a move in the current form that he's playing and he, he, he deserves that chance. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be fair and I don't think people would keep him to deny him a chance to go across the water. No, you want they the, want the right money. Yeah, it? that's it. You want you want the young lads to have every opportunity. He's a young player. He probably has ambitions of playing across the water. He's seen you know young Paul Smith from Linfield coming in and getting that chance at QPR, and he'll be thinking, you know, I could hopefully do the <coughs> same. But at this moment in time, he's just got to keep his feet in the ground and keep producing the goods for, for Crusaders, and he's doing that. Ards nil, Cliffville one. Cliffville, good form. They're in great form, and as you mentioned, Glen Avon going under the radar, so are Cliftonville. I yeah. think Cliftonville have probably won eight of their last nine. Eight wins in their last nine yeah. league games. That's tremendous That's form. Quite something, Defensively as well, they've surprised me how, how well they've been in the last lot of Yeah, weeks. they've stabilised, haven't they? The amount of clean sheets they're keeping, it's, I'm very, very shocked. I look back um, over the last few games, and I think they've like four or five clean sheets in there. Yeah. I think one of them was against themselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they're, they're looking good going forward and they're looking good at the back as well. So they could be pushing forward up in the league yeah. a bit. 1 0 uh, at ours. It's not, they're, they're used scoring goals, but uh, job done. Yeah, that's it. 1 0, clean sheet. You know, one goal's enough to win the game. Jay Donnelly got, got the goal, he's an important player for them. Probably expect them to go and score a few more against ours, yes, yeah. given the, f the form that ours are in in the league. But you know, as you say, it's one nil job done. They move on to the next one, and it's, a, it's another good three points for them. Warren point two, <laughs> Glen Torren three. Yeah. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> it was to be fair, and I was actually shocked how well that Warren point 
played. Um, they were very, very good. Um, we played them at the Oval, obviously, um, the first round of games, and it was a lot more comfortable. Um, down there, I think they, they had a lot of the play, um, a lot more chances, but say we managed to... We took we took our we scored our three shots on target and we scored three goals, yeah. and that's what it's all about putting the ball. But you were two 0 up, and then yeah. they, they come back to two had, two. Yeah, we had they a sweat. They missed a penalty. Well, you saved yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we had a sweat. I kept, there was a boy behind me in, um, in the stand, and I kept asking, "How long's left? How long's left?" <laughs> I just wanted to be over, but because I could just see them coming back into it and coming back into it, and obviously once they got the first. They got their their tails up a bit, and they managed to nick that second. But thankfully, big uh, Dan Kelly was able to get the the winner, and we um, badly held on. And the man with uh, the second highest number of Glentorn appearances was the man of the match. That's why he, goalkeepers are important on a serious note. Yeah, so so important, and obviously, not if it wasn't for Elliot. <coughs> not just last week, but in, in previous games, he's he's won Glentorn a lot of points al already this season. He's proved his importance, and no, no more so than that game last week. Uh, by all means, Warren Point really pushed Glentorn hard in the second half. We'll feel hard done by it. They didn't get something out of the game, but it, it was probably down to the amount of saves Elliot made. He, he was never that busy when I played in front of him, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I got that text message too, don't worry. I got that too. You have actually helped Elon get his career eh, by, by covering for him. But, uh, Bellamine United 2, Dungannon Swifts 1. Gary Thompson, yeah. 88th minute, I think it went in off his knee. Yeah, late winner, and you know, they'll, do. they'll take that. You'll take that, Jackie. Absolutely. Um, and Johnny McMurray on the score sheet again. Yeah. You know, he's come back into the team and. You know, they've been on a better run. Well, I mean, yeah, they're uh, one defeat in their last six league games. Yeah, that's better form from them. They've, they seem to have cut out. They're making a lot of individual mistakes defensively. <coughs> games are a lot closer now, and that, that gives them a chance then if they can nick the odd goal. They're always going to be in games. So that, that was a really good, that was a tight game to call, but that was a really good three points for Ballymena. Yeah, they're nudging closer to the, the top six as well. Yeah. But uh, Dungannon, uh, they were also beaten on Tuesday night at home to Crusaders. Uh, five defeats in their last six. They promised so much, and yet they're not getting results. No, they're not, and, and we praise them, and we praise Rodney. You know, we like the style of football that they play. It's, it's really good to watch, but they've got to find a way to, to grind out results as well. You know, it's not always going to be pretty, uh, pretty football. You've got to find other ways to win, and, you know, that'll be, that's worrying form for, for Dungannon as well, and they'll be looking to improve on that. Certainly is. All right, let's take an update on the Danske Bank Premiership League table. There we are, Coleraine, five points ahead of Glenavon, who are one point ahead of Crusaders, who are lurking menacingly. There's a four-point gap down to Cliftonville on 31. Linfield on 30, with a game in hand on Cliftonville. And then Glen Torren in the top six, Elliot. Five points behind Linfield on 25 points. And we go into the bottom six, four-point gap to Balamina on 21. Dungannon Swift, 17. And then we go right back to that uh, league table at the bottom. Warren Point, 11. Arts, 10. Carrick, 9. Balna-Mallard, five points adrift on four. Right now, the spotlight <coughs> is on you. <laughs> Elliot Morris. Fifteen years, Glen Torren. You joined in two thousand and two. It's amazing loyalty. It's. I think if anyone asked me at that stage, would I still be there? I would. 
be hard for us to probably say no. Um, it's it hasn't all been plain sailing. It hasn't always been good and uh, easy, easy going. But say it's it's been enjoyable. I've enjoyed it. Um, played with some excellent players and Paul as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I played with some great players. Um, and unfortunately, the last um, number of years we, we've sort of seen a slight decline, and um, especially sort of the the league standings. But say we're, we're well, the club had its problems yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, well, that's that's it. Financial and that, and so it's not all. Help. It's not all on the field, sort of the players and things like that. That the problems have come from it's off the field with financial, and um, I think Gary's trying to rebuild the team, trying to get us a, a more youthful team, um, with a couple of old heads in there still. Um, and he needs time, he needs he needs more time. He's not going to do it in 18 months. Um, Will he, he get that time? Oh, yeah. um, There's results, fans want results. He, I hope he we, gets we, the we time. All, I, we, we all hope he does, but I think Glenn Torn, the supporter, are very, very, they want it, they want it yesterday, they want everything yeah. yesterday, and they demand no matter what your budget is, no matter what team you're putting out, they demand you win um, certain games, but um, or they demand a performance. Um, I think guys, he's trying, he's, he's hardest, and in 18 months, it's such a short time. Um, if you look, um, we have to look at the likes of Crusaders, who built such a strong team, Coleraine, who's built an amazing team, Glenavon to a certain extent. You have to look at their sort of model, and it took those guys six, Seven, eight, nine, ten years to build those sort of teams. And Stephen Baxter's there after about twelve years. And or unfortunately, something. looking at it now, that's probably it's going to take that sort of time for someone to come in, change the fortunes to get us back to where we were. Um, and it has to be someone. A manager has to come in, and we can't keep changing it every two years, every eighteen months. It's not always the man manager's fault. That's what I'm saying. You can't you can't keep changing the manager because you're going to. <coughs> Just going to come in. And he's going to bring other players in. We want to change the manager. Going to bring other players in. They have to come in. The manager have to go right. We're going to give this guy three, four years. Get him settled. Build his team and back him. Yes. And that's the way it has to be. But hopefully, guy gets the time and hopefully we can sort of break into that top four as it is now. Will the fans let him have time? I think the fans need to be realistic, Jackie. You know, yes, there's always going to be that expectation level at Glenthorn because of the history of the club and the success that they've had in the past but the fans have got to be realistic now as to where the club is they're not in that top four teams in the Irish League anymore so they've got to be looking to get in there as Elliot says and it's going to take time it's it's not going to happen you know in one season or two seasons they've got to give the managers you know if Gary Havern's the right man for Glenthorn they've got to give him time now to try and build this team you know for Gary this season it's about getting in the top six they were ninth last year getting in the top six and maybe a good cup run for Glenthorne will be a good season this season and then he's got to try and improve on that again next season Yeah. and as long as there's improvements there yes you know Gary he's, he'll be the right man for the job but there's always going to be that demand for success at Glenthorne that's never going to go away you yeah. know we're talking about Linfield there last week on the show having lost <coughs> five games and it was a bit of a crisis at Linfield there yeah. you know Glenthorne's always going to be the same fans are going to want trophies so there's always going to be that element from fans that they're they're not happy just just winning the odd game here and there. It's trophies. Yeah, as Elliot was yeah. saying, the fans aren't interested in budgets or yeah. 
anything else, they are still in their mind one of the big two, Linfield and Glentoran. Yes, and they the are. Belfast big two. And they still are. And they are, fan base wise as yeah. well. Uh, you became the most uh, capped player at uh, the Oval in appearances four years ago. A goalkeeper? Yeah. yeah. Took the record from uh, one um, Alan Patterson. Yeah, that was a. That was a good, um, I, I sort of seen myself come up to that um, sort of that game the appearances and I seen that as a target at, at the time and I'm, I'm honoured and privileged to be ab above the, the likes of him and not just him, like other greats in the club. Um, say Paul would see certain players as legends. Yeah, Billy, but Billy McCullough, yeah, mm -hmm. um, Walter Bruce and guys like that, yeah. yeah like Johnny Jamison and stuff like that, but Johnny, yeah, yeah. See, but people come on and you, you, you're saying at the start there about legends and things like, like but the likes of Paul. Paul's a legend to me at the Glens. Yes. I don't really see myself in that mould. Um, and then okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, as I say, you don't see yourself in that mould. You don't see yourself in that position. No. But say the likes of Paul and the likes of Chris Walker and even to a certain extent Sass and. Big Gary Smith and all those boys, Colin That's Nixon, uh, like Glendinning, those guys. Yeah, by the way, Sass is Mark Lindell. Sorry, um, those guys are legends, legends to me, and um, to try and get those players and try and get those sort of caliber players back to the club, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, but we're trying, and say fingers crossed, we can we can build something. You're 36, as we said earlier. You're about 127 or something behind uh, the all-time record of Colin Nixon, and you were saying the body is good. Yeah. You well, can get there. I feel I can, yeah. I feel, um, say, it's not all down to me. It's down to the club, obviously, still, or the manager, still wanting me. Um, so my contract's up, so I can't look too far ahead. Um, say, I'll, I'll look, look at the end of the season, see where I'm at, and obviously if I'm still there, I'll, I'll go again next year. Um, but it's, it's a target, and it's achievable. I just want... Colin Nixon come on to that pitch to take it off him <laughs> so much. <laughs> Are you listening, Colin Nixon? <laughs> uh, that'll be that'll be a good day. <laughs> How long can you play, do you think? See, I look at Roy, Carl, and I look at Big Brian Jensen with the crews and there's no reason why I can't go to that that age. Um obviously you have to still be performing on the pitch and there's always gonna be younger more um, agile keepers coming in, especially now, um, with me pushing on a bit, but as long as I'm performing and as long as <coughs> I'm doing the business, I don't see any reason why I can't go on to 40, 41. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Go for it. Keep it lit. Yeah. What's the best uh, teams you've played against this season? Uh, and uh, Let me ask you, are you surprised <coughs> that Coleraine and Glenavon are perched at the top? No, uh, we played against Corey in, in the first round of games and uh, at our place, and they went down to ten men quite early, and they still had like four or five chances, like great chances. Well, that at, was the nil nil. Yeah, at our place. You we, missed a penalty in injury time. Later on, um, they were they were really good that day with ten men, um, and actually surprised me how well they've been doing in terms of losing um, the striker. Owen Bradley. Owen Bradley. Lo losing Louis Boy in midfield. Uh, I can't recall his name. Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Th losing the, those two players of that calibre and right. the importance of the team. And they just brought, <laughs> they brought like for like back in. And I was surprised at that. Yeah. And they're, they're sort of players that you, you haven't heard of. And 
they're just coming in and they're just doing a job. Like the boy McGonagall. <coughs> I didn't realize he was. Yeah. He's he's clever boy. Yeah, yeah, very very good. He's well, he's under twenty one, so yeah, he's, he's really he's not good. too shabby. Um, I'm liking him, but Corrainer. He ever finished above, above Corrainer? People say he ever, he ever finished above the likes of the Crews or the Blues. Just, we'll win the league. He ever finished above Corrainer? We'll win the league. Tell me about uh, <coughs> the young days. Where did it all start as a schoolboy? <coughs> um, see, probably um, going to the Crusaders times when I was sort of sixteen. Yeah, um, you were North Belfast yeah, boy sure and, would, yeah. and a Crews supporter. Yeah, yeah, I always followed the Crews. We always used to go in and look for the balls going over the the wall and stuff, and <laughs> go and steal them. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, we used to do. Um, this is like please six. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we used to do ball boy for them, and uh, yeah, we used to get uh, like burgers and juice and all for for like your your payment as such for doing ball boy. And, but it was it was good days, and I moved on, started playing for the youth team. And when Roy Walker was there, he was manager. He was still playing in the reserves. I managed to play with Roy Walker. That's how old I am. So he was right back in my first reserve team game at at Seaview. So um, that was good times. Yeah, and I, I trained. With, Big Kevin McKeown and yeah. uh, Barry Hunter and Good Glenn Scottish Dunlop. Keeper. That was some team. Glenn Dunlop was a Rolls Royce of a yeah. player, wasn't he? Stephen Baxter was in the team as well. Oh, so uh, Stanley can score the goals. Yeah, he was he was he was decent as well. But uh, no, I managed to sort of break into the. I say I was in the first the first team squad, but I was reserve team, sort of pushing. At that time, Damian Grant was in the in goals and. Yeah. Um, no one used to tell me I was in the squad, so we used to just drive up the street, and someone used to rap my door. <laughs> Elliot, you're in the squad today, so I used to just bounce on the bus and away I went with my boots and my gloves. So you were sitting was, at home with the jersey and all along, sitting, waiting sitting, for the call. I was sitting at my dinner one day and the door rapped. And <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, you're on the bus. It's professional, eh? No, it was, it was just the way it was. It was, it was, it was. It's good to sort of reminisce about those days, and then I ended up going to Europe with the Crusaders. To Tbilisi, uh, I was on the bench, and uh, Chris. Great uh, experience. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, Chris Morgan was on the bench that day, um, but again, the good times. Enjoyed yeah. them. Very good. So, how did the move come to West Brom? Um, it was. I I played for a team sort of before the cruise. Um, Shankle and their manager took a team across, and uh, they were played them in a friendly came back and. He says, listen, West Brom's looking for a goalkeeper in the youth team, and we have two keepers in mind, either you and this other boy. He says, I want to send you. So they had to go down and make sure it was okay with, um, I was at the cruise this stage, make sure it was okay with them. So I went to trial for two weeks, and then they wanted to sign me after the two weeks, and um, I signed a, a two-year YTS at that stage. Um, and then obviously kicked in the, the pro after. Yeah. You were there quite a while too. I was there five years, yeah, three year pro after the YTS. Did so you ever manage to break through? I was in the first team squad for a bit under Brian Little. Um, so you always hear people saying about, oh, I was going to do this and do that, and if I had done this, it would have been better, but listen, it just wasn't meant to be. And um, had a good had good times and um, I enjoyed it. Very, very good. Wikipedia says you had a spell on loan. Was it on loan at yeah. Doncaster? Again, 
it's actually <coughs> a regret at that stage. It's probably signing the third year pro at West Brom. Um, Doncaster, again, I was in the first team squad quite a bit with them when I went, when I went on loan. And um, they were very, very keen to sign me. They were in the conference at that stage. And um, yeah, I was only 19, I think. And uh, yeah, they want the they basically showed that interest and said their chief executive asked me to, to keep in touch with them about contracts and I basically didn't. Mm. <laughs> I just went ahead and signed. Um, but if, if I had a bit of regret, that probably be that that would be my only regret mm. signing that third year pro at West Brom. So who signed you for Glen Torrin in two thousand two? Roy Coyle. Um, again, I was sitting in the house and. Um, in England, I got a no. I was sitting in the house over here, over in, here, in, in my mum's house, and uh, close season. Yeah, in, uh, sorry, pre-season, and after two weeks, I got released at West Brom, and got a phone call. It's an uh, Roy Coyle wants to speak to you. She went over, um, spoke to him, and <laughs> funny story. I was sitting there, and I went over with my uncle actually, and uh, we were sitting there, and the gaffer was sitting there, and he was saying, "Oh, right, we're going to offer you this and that," and he says, "Right, no problem." So I went to sign the deal and I went, thank you very much, Roy. Cheers, Roy. I'll see you next week, Roy. He went, as soon as I signed, he went, by the way, son, it's Gaffer. <laughs> and I went, what have I done? Oh, Mr. Coyle. <laughs> he went, by the way, son, it's Gaffer. He called me. And I was like, Don't ever call me Roy. <laughs> but listen, that's why I think that team was so successful. The guy demanded so much respect and yeah. he got it. It was good, like, I enjoyed it. Well, we have to pick a double, but we'll get through all the games. Friday night, Glenavon, there's a handy price. Two to one, Glenavon at home to Linfield. Linfield, 11 to 10. It's a, another huge game. Jack, <coughs> you know, every week now, the way the league's going, there's, there's big games, and it's fantastic for the league. This is another big one. Um, you'll say I'm sitting on the fence, but I, I actually fancy a draw in this game. That's the fence. <laughs> okay, Cliffville at home to Balamina. Cliffville one to two, odds on United four to one. You'd have to say the boogies have judged that one correctly. I think so, although Balamina's on an improved run of form. Cliffville are in great form with the home team as well. And I just have the edge for for Cliffville on that one. I'm surprised by this when the match of the day on Saturday. Cole Ray and the league leaders seven to four outsiders against Crusaders, who are five to four favourites. Yeah, and Crusaders are they've a hundred percent record away from home, Jackie. Maybe that's why the boogies have them slight favourites. Um, I have to say, I, I I fancy Crusaders in this one. I I would fancy them as well. I fancy Crusaders. I know Coleraine lost last their week. Their strikers are on fire at the minute. Yeah, they're scoring a few goals. You know, they're keeping things relatively tight at the back, and it will be a close game. But I think Crusaders could just edge that one. Dungannon four to six, Carrick Rangers sixteen to five. Dungannon would be the favourites. Yeah, and they'll they'll be looking to get a win. You know they've been on a poor run of form. They're the home team. Carrick Rangers coming off the back of a seven-one defeat. Confidence has got to be low. Dungannon have got to be getting into that one, thinking we've got to pick up yeah. three points in this game. It's one of the teams here around the bottom, and we've got to be picking up points yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you understand us, <laughs> but Glen Torner eight to thirteen. That means they're odds-on favourites. <laughs> Against odds, seven to two. Odds on favourites, they should be. <laughs> Again, this is the games where Glen Torn have got to be winning, Jackie. <laughs> These are the games where the Glens have got to be, be looking to pick up maximum points. But I was at the, 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 
the first fixture at ours and it was a closer, really close game, one nil to Glenshorn. I still think it'll be close enough again with Glenshorn just the edge. Yeah, I've seen ours a couple of times and they're they're not too bad, you know. They they need a few goals and a few points, but anyhow, in the last match, Balna Mallard seven to four, Warren Point the favourites five to four. Yeah, Warren Point, you gotta fancy them, Balna Mallard, you know, they're conceding too many goals. Warren Point really spurred a performance against Glenthorn last week. They'll think they could have got something there. So their their confidence could still be okay, and they'll be looking to go and get three points there. So I'll, I'll go for Warren Point. Without getting you in trouble, you would fancy Warren Point having seen them last week to win it. They were excellent. I really Alan think, Mallard. But, yeah, they were excellent. Um, the way they kept the ball, the way they played out from the back, um, the full-backs got forward really, really well. Um, Mr Tipton's doing a reasonable job. They've got goals, um, yeah. but they can sort of shut up the back there. I don't think Ball and Mallard had many goals in them to be fair, but say no, one point, yep, they look a good bet to be fair. Thank you. Double? My double I'm gonna go for Crusaders at five to four, they're away to Coleraine and Warren Point also at five to four at Ball well, and Mallard. Well I'm going for Warren Point as well at five to four. Forty quid, that would be ninety quid. Going on to Glenavon at two to one. Ninety quid that would two seventy for forty quid. That's all right. It's not bad. I don't gamble, by the way, but I know these things. That sounds attractive. I must send my son to the boogies. <laughs> right, so Warren Point and Glenavon for me, and you are... And Crusaders and Warren Point. Crusaders. I think you might be right in Crusaders as well. But we shall see. Elliot, once again, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Have a good one on Saturday, if selected. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul, thank as always, time. top man. And uh, I'm going to see Cliftonville Ballymena United at the weekend. I'm speaking at a little lunch up there at Cliftonville as well. I'm sure they're not looking forward to that. But anyway, I am. Uh, so, as I always say, Irish League, good product. That's why we're all involved. We love it. Get out there, support your, your home team. And you will. You'll come away and think, yeah, I'll go back again. I think you will anyway. Okay, we'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye. Yeah.